welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Designers, Howls is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Howls Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Howls Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Hi, and thanks for joining the podcast. Today's podcast is a collage of impressions from the last month of markets. And I'm sure you can hear in my voice that I am not feeling super duper well today. So excuse my sicky voice. Anyway, the podcast starts at the Dallas Market Center, where I attended a discussion about luxury at the Charles Ray showroom. I held my phone up and was able to record everyone's definition of the word, plus some very kind words that made me blush. Moderated by the antiques diva, Toma Clark-Haynes, you'll hear how she and interior designers Libby Langdon, Dan Foley, and Christy Hopper define and create luxury. Luxury is one that no one else knows. Like I often have custom-made lingerie, and no one knows it but me. Now all, however many there are, um, but I won't show a thing. However, it's something that I do for myself. It's something that makes me feel fabulous, and it's a very luxurious detail in how I live my life. And I think what you were hinting at was something very similar to that frame of mind. So I would love to hear from each of you, Christy, Dan, and Libby, how you define luxury. Yeah, I mean, I think luxury is is when your life feels full, life feels good, um, things are working in your life. Uh, and, and I think luxury, too, for me, when it relates to design, is things that are smart but beautiful. And so for me, smart and beautiful feels luxurious to me, I think. As, as I said earlier, for me, luxury is not a price point, it's a perspective. And really, for my clients and what I try to get them to understand is, we had this conversation last night about joy and thrill. Everybody today, I think a lot of people today have conf confused joyfulness with finding a thrill. And so joyfulness is really luxury. Finding joy in the things that you have, that you're surrounded by in your home, and the joy of sharing that with family and friends. Things that I make you feel good. Things that make you feel good. And so it's really important that you get clients to focus on that. It's exciting to buy expensive stuff. 
right? And, and we all do that. But as I always say, you can buy expensive stuff all day long, but that doesn't mean you're gonna have a beautiful room at the end of the day. And, and if I can make one note before I turn it over to, to my Christy here, I've got bookends. So, um, but anyway, if I, if I may, I, I want to thank two other people because this conversation is something that you can read about and talk about every single day. And we have media sponsors here today for part of this entire series of talks. And first, Diane, if you'd raise your hand, Diane Falvey, Editor-in-Chief of Furniture, Lighting, and Decor. And, and she's helped to make all of this possible today. And also, this tall, gorgeous one over here, Jane Dagney, if you raise your hand. Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. So we can have this conversation together, which is always great, and I find it to be really exhilarating. But you're also going to find this conversation as an ongoing one in both of these magazines, and that's why we asked them to be here. So, but I want to hear from Christy. How about some luxury? Yeah, I have a lot to say. <laughs> so yes, you can get a word in it twice. I know, I know. We all talk a lot. So, uh, and I'll tell them too. But um, I think luxury is when you can walk into your home, walk in your closet, get into your car, and it doesn't have to be anything that is expensive, but you feel good about it. You walk in and you think, this makes me happy. I think it's a feeling that you get. You know, and y'all both talked about that. So for me, that's luxury. I mean, some it's people, simple. it's simple. Really simple. And so the thing about Charles Ray, everybody knows that I'm, most of everybody here knows I'm a Dallas designer and that I'm a big fan of Dallas Market Center. So I can tell you that for, I, this is my 20 year anniversary of my business. So I've been coming here a long ass time, right? So there used to be a time when I wouldn't come in the showroom. I, I wouldn't do it, the people weren't necessarily nice. But now, in the past, I don't know how many years, it's my one first Jeff. Yeah, since Jen took over, and um, Stephen and Will are here, who are from Coppell, which is even better because you know I'm from Coppell, and Coppell is the center of the universe. Just saying, there's a lot of Coppell people here right now. They are. Um, so this is the thing. Sometimes I bring people in here. You know, they want because we're local. We can do that. So occasionally, if I'm doing a lot, I'll bring somebody in here. There, it doesn't say who the vendor is. It doesn't say the price. So I can mark it up and make really good money on it. This is a, and the customer service, I had a delivery last week um, of two chairs and there was a problem, nobody caught it. And I was here last night and Will goes, we're just taking care of it. I mean, I didn't have to argue. <laughs> There's, you that know, is luxury. That, yeah, <laughs> that is luxury for a designer, that is luxury. While in Dallas, I took some time to visit Peacock Alley's corporate headquarters and meet up with Jason Needleman, CEO of the luxury bedding brand. I had heard that there was a trailer park inside of their 95,000 square foot facility and wanted to see it for myself. Indeed, in a space that mimics a modest airplane hangar, there are three Airstreams, several collectible cars, a 1931 tractor, and a Chris Craft yellow jacket. Interspersed in this unique setting, are old leather recliners, a pool table, a beverage cooler, and a large mahogany desk. I was also privy to see where the sheets and blankets are sewn, stitched, monogrammed, received, and shipped. Jason toured me around the entire facility. I got a peek at the room where new products are conceived and where sample books are made, and Jason also shared his excitement about an in-the-works product that will have a completely made-in-America story. 
Fast forward four days and I am at the Atlanta market where I sat down with Peacock Alley's Catherine Nicholson, who explains the evolution of the brand's trade program and the unique services her team extends to designers. I am in the Jay Douglas showroom in the Peacock Alley area with Catherine Nicholson and I sat down with you and I'm thinking, I didn't even ask you for your fancy title. So tell me what it, because you do so much. Well, you do so much. I wear many hats, but I think we all do, as do you. So what's on your business card? My business card says public relations and special events. Okay. And I do marketing, write emails, do social media, work with our founder and our owners, and get to have great interviews with fun people. Yes, yes, as well. So um, I just, as you know, I went to Dallas and I took my tour of Peacock Alley, but I didn't really download what that was all about. But I did spend an hour with Jason Needleman. And And you you had a good time exploring the trailer park and the manufacturing. I did. I did. It was just really nice to get out of the mart, do something that I'd always thought about doing, and... um, A good change of pace from market, for sure. For sure. For sure. Did you expect um, our our workroom to be like that? I hear a lot of people who say, I didn't realize there are women sitting there making things with their hands. So what I saw, so there's this giant room, and I'm explaining it just for people that are listening. big big room with and very calm very calm very quiet back there and um women sitting at different sewing machines with these signs like you know this woman specializes in a certain stitch and and others and and then um and then on the left were all your embroidery ma- um, machines. machines are incredible and one of them was being serviced at the time but like it's amazing when I was looking at the, all the different embroidery that's possible to do on the sheets. So, yeah, it's, that was really cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great way to have a behind the scenes. And um, and the sampling. I mean, yes. just the rooms and how much space that takes. And, you know, retailers and designers, like, what goes on until they get those books of beautiful textiles? You have yeah. no idea. Right. Exactly. Because all you do is ask for it, and it's yes. at your desk. So it's it's nice to see the behind the scenes that goes into it. And it's yeah. a lot of work just yeah. creating those little memos. And even the um, the store there, the outlet store that is open regular retail hours. Absolutely. And uh, so that it's was been great. Been there forever. I bought some of my very first Peacock Alley product when we lived in Dallas, my husband and I, from that exact same outlet years and years ago and the the very nice man who like is sits right there and runs the place I forget Levi? his name yes Levi he's um, he's quite famous a lot of people when um, I started working with Peacock Alley truly I swear my life my mother said I'm so glad you're there and I couldn't think of a better place for you to be but can I please still shop with Levi because she loves him so much oh that's so good that's so good so I heard you on um, Chad James's podcast under the chaise lounge umbrella yes and I was like she's so good well but I you're you're just you're when the first time I met you you just have this very lovely conversational tone you know your product you know your company you're here because you believe in it and that's I love I love Peacock Alley and I I believe in everything that we do behind the scenes, so it's it's really fun for me to get to share it with others. Yeah, well, you can you. tell. And so I want to know, and you're like bubbling over with um, new information about the Peacock Alley Trade Program. So yes. come on, tell us. Okay. So, well, you and I were talking, and I had mentioned. Um, I think a lot of times in this industry, as it is in many other industries, there's so much the information we know that we have in our minds that I always feel like we need to pause and share with others, did you know? Did you know that we do this? Um, So if you're a designer that's worked with us, um, and Chad asked this really well that day, he said, 
I know you have a trade program because I've been working with you forever, but there's designers out there who are not in a location where we have a store or there's not a specialty store that sells us, um, which is actually fitting that we're sitting here at market with all these people who fly in from all over the country, you know, to buy Peacock Alley. Um, if most designers are not working, meaning ordering their product from nine to five, they're with their clients and they're doing jobs and installs and drawings and planning. And then they get home and they get put the kids to bed and it's midnight and that's a perfect time. Maybe not midnight, maybe 11, <laughs> but it's a perfect time to get their work done. Yeah. So we just actually have really formalized the Peacock Alley trade program so that as a designer, you can get on the web and you can have your account where you can, you might have already talked to me about it, talked to one of our stores about it, talked to a specialty store, but you're able to do your business after hours. Um, so if you need some samples, we'll get you samples. If we have a special price for you that's allocated just for designers. Um, we have little features in there with some of our favorite designers who have used us, mm -hmm. who tell a little bit about that story. So it's everything we normally do. It's those memos coming to you in the mail. It's, um, it's telling you all the customizable ways that we do bedding and bath um, and just really trying to serve designers' businesses so, and add to what, help them do their businesses better. So I, I don't know what it was like before you've just improved it. So what, how is it different, you know? The only way it's truly different mm -hmm. is the fact that we've established the Peacock Alley Trade Program so they can do this online. So in the past, designers come to us directly to the stores to do business okay. or they'll do it through a specialty store they have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Here in Atlanta we have two specialty stores in addition to a flagship store um, and designers have relationships with those. They may be designers that I have gotten to work with and do collaborations with but they've always done their business for example through Gramercy Home here at, um, in Atlanta. Um, when Gramercy closes, they may still need to do something or get some Peacock Alley to a client. So the trade program is supposed to help them do that. Sure. Um, and more than anything, it's really to outline the many ways that we do work with those designers. So letting them know that they get a special rate, letting them know that we will help them customize projects and show them the ways that they can do monogramming or special stitch. Mm -hmm. um, we have a designer who um, love the fact that she had a brand new logo that she was the artist behind and she was really proud of it and we digitized that logo and embroidered it on her shams on a bed she designed and then she decided every time she does that for a project she would put those shams up because she feels like it's like putting her trademark on it um, and then it just it became something she had no idea she had no idea we knew how to do that um, Steve McKenzie who yes. is always does amazing vignettes here at market he actually had us change the way we did a monogram and it's very reminiscent of a monogram on a men's cuff a dress shirt on the cuff you okay. know where you put it right there yes. so he yes. has his monogram always since then he does it on all his projects now like on the top right corner of a sham so he just found ways to make it customizable so that it's adding to what he does. You know, we try to help them think of ways that they can stand out. The way that all of our stores, um, that really the mindset in the company is that we are here to serve their business yes. and to help them do their job better um, and with more ease. So in really clarifying the Peacock Alley trade program, we thought, what is it that designers need most? Well, the time, it's always, you ask every single one, 
including us, right? Yes. They, we would say time. That's mm -hmm. the most valuable resource. So our job is to help them use their time more efficiently, um, to be as creative as possible, and to give them the resources to do it. So our stores will often stuff pillows in shams and seam them. So if a designer will pull up outside the store in Atlanta, we will bring them out, stuff right. and install day. Install day, you know, absolutely. Yep. Oh, that's um, great. We go on site to do installs. Um, when we do show houses, I always, myself, offer to make the beds and steam them because the number one question we're asked is, how do you make that bed look so good? Sure. So we have little tricks to the trade. Um, in all of our cities, we, we you find that on install day, we're very much a part of it. But again, that's just part of serving them. But I love that. So. I mean, that's the... That's why you form these relationships over and over again, and trust, and you That's know, you count on the people, yeah, vendors that you're working with. Yeah. Basically, our one of our goals was to make sure that however a designer chooses to shop, that we provide that for them. So some um, will shop with us over the phone if they may be in an area of the far you know Midwest where we don't have a store. They might call any of our flagship stores and build relationships, like you mentioned with Levi. Yes, there's many designers who have various long established relationships with them, have never met him in person. He takes care of all their needs and mails it off. Yeah. Then you've got people who are going to go into the stores only or our specialty stores and have that face-to-face -face relationship. And you've got the ones who are going to work with a rep. And here we are sitting sure. at market at Jay Douglas, amazing reps. Those designers have relationships with them. Um, and then um, you have those who just simply, they might have a really small business and they wanna know that through the website, they can do that. Right. And so we have um, dedicated trade staff um, at corporate who right. will help them out. Um, we have, if there's any questions, designers have an email account to send to us and then we will provide them any customer service needs, samples, et cetera. And was Peacock Alley, like always attuned to the designer or has it become an evolution? I think yeah. that the more that those become aware of us, you know, the, the more that we have had um, been involved with events and um, in, in, in the design world, yes. it just, it's a natural evolution. Yes. Well, your event, your fabulous events that you dream up. So fun to yeah, do. Yeah, fun stuff. I think, um, it has just happened that way. You know, the design industry has grown and grown itself, and those paths were always crossing, and uh, I think the more we were asked of designers to be used in show houses, or their needs you know, increased and they needed more product. I think it just naturally happened yes. that way. So this trade program just came around because we realized we need to be able to service from the very bigger designers to the, the real small ones who don't have resources in their small towns. Yep. Make sure that they have everything, that we can still provide them those things. And um, it's, it's really been fun to see the growth around the country of designers who said, oh, thank goodness, I didn't know, you know how to work with you before. So yep. it's really nice to... Um, you are opening up in the Nashville Design Collective, or are you already yes. there? No, we are no. opening up in the Nashville Design Collective. And when is that opening? So the we are having a VIP like sneak peek um, over the the Antiques and Garden Show weekend, which I'm so bummed you won't be at. Just early February. It is early February. The very actually the last day of January, the 31st. Okay. We are going to do a little sneak peek for press and um, some VIPs, mm -hmm. and it'll be a hard hat tour of Peacock Alley, but. Um, Still, we're really excited. So the, the, the space itself is under construction? Yes. 
So the building itself is finished all on the outside. Mm -hmm. There are a couple showrooms that are finishing right now and there are some that are just starting. We have a really amazing group of brands that have come in. Um, really Matthew Quinn and the Design yes. Galleria has led this. Um, and being that we're both at ADAC, I have a great relationship with him and I trust him so much. And when I knew that this was something he was doing, I thought this is gonna be so perfect for us. Cause we have a beautiful, beautiful setup here at ADAC. And it's given us so many opportunities, mm -hmm. having a design uh, collective as a design center here in Atlanta, that the thought of having that in Nashville, you know, that city yeah, is booming. Totally. It's booming and we love where we are, but um, it's it, it's really important to have those like-minded businesses around you when you're doing work. and. I mean, from Waterworks to Circa to Colo. Yeah, I think it'll be textures. great for the Nashville. I mean, I'm, I'm not part of the Nashville design community, but I can imagine. Yes, yes. And who I, who I speak with that um, it'll be a great uh, meeting place. I want to go for sure when it... Um, well, I'll give you a private it, tour for sure. I would sure. love that. It's I really, love that. it's a beautiful building and it's a historic building. It was a, a mop factory. A mop? A mop factory, which is so funny. Um, like true rope mop. Uh -huh. And um, so mops. Should I say? So when Matthew is doing some artwork in the main, like a presentation room, much like ADAC has, in the front of the building, he's using some rope in the art as a like homage to uh -huh. the owner. Who still, this woman lives in Nashville still, and she sold him the building. And I think the fact that he didn't just knock it down, but he worked really hard to retain some of this initial character. Right. Um, she comes in to peek and see the renovations from time to time. And he said she just gets tears in her eyes and she's so moved by the fact that her there's a little bit of her still there. Very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So I'm, I'm excited to see, it's been about a month since I've seen it last. And uh, every time I go, it's a little bit more built out. So, But we're excited I want you to come see it very yeah, much. I will. Okay, well, thank you so You're much so for sitting down with me. Thank and, you so much um, for sneaking me away. Yeah. I appreciate it. Have a good show. Thank you, too. Fun. Designers, Hals is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Hals Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Hals Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Also in Atlanta, Stacy Garcia was at the Atlanta market in town to celebrate the launch of her collection with IMAX. We sat down and talked about the collaboration as well as her foray into podcasting. I am here with Stacy Garcia in the IMAX showroom at America's Mart, and so nice to see you in Atlanta. Nice to see you too, Jane. So this is so fun to be able to podcast live from the Mart here. Yes, I, totally. Well, I know that you are new to the podcasting yes. realm. Yes, I am. And I listened to your first one with Cloda. Oh, good. Yes. So what did you think? Did I do okay? Oh, I thought you were great. Yeah, I'm glad that my marketing team didn't say to her, oh, by the way, Cloda, you're the guinea pig. I mean, my gosh, it's Cloda. That's like interviewing Cher. But I feel that <laughs> what came across was mm -hmm. one, just your, you are yourself right. in the podcasts. And there was a bit of that, like, 
wow, you know, you are an icon. Oh yeah. And um, and I'm fascinated by you and can't wait to just learn about you. Right. And, and so I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I haven't Thank listened you. to, has another one launched since um, then? I did part one of an interview with Jackie Arena, who's a big hospitality designer, and she's out of Tampa. And then part two is launching again. She's a good friend of mine, so it was like you have a lot to talk about at that point, too. Okay. Um, and so she was gracious enough to jump on twice with me for that. But yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, look, I'm a people person. I love hearing people's stories, and I love learning, um, you know, from successful business people and hearing their transition. I actually just interviewed Deborah Lloyd Forrest yesterday. I don't know who that is. So she founded um, her own company. She's been in the industry 40 years. She doesn't look it. Um, she looks fabulous, by the way, Deborah, if you're listening to this one. Um, and then she ultimately brought on two partners, which what became Forrest Perkins. And just recently, in 2016, they merged with Perkins Eastman. So her firm has gone through iterations, but really, um, they're one of the top 10 hospitality giants in the United States and um, really scaled from scratch. And Perkins Eastman has over a thousand employees. I mean, they're massive. So it just, you know, to be able to pick her brain about those transitions, those inflection points, it was really cool. I love, I love the world of podcasting because you never know who's going to listen. You never know what they're going to take away. And uh, so thank you for inviting me on this one. And just I want to ask you one more thing about podcasting and yeah. then we'll move on to why we're here at America's Mart. But so before you did it, you know, there's a sort of, oh, this is what podcasting is about. And now three interviews into it. Yeah. What have you learned or, you know? Gosh, I feel like I'm still such, as my kids would call it, I, I'm such a noob, which is like such a newbie. Um, yeah, I'm still learning from it, I guess. You know, for me, I'm lucky because I'm guest hosting for the Shays Lounge, so Nick and his team really take care of the back end, recording, editing, all of that, um, because I, I feel like I'd be lost with that part of it. But I think, like you said, it's really just, if you come into it from a curious perspective and ask questions, um, it's funny, Cloda, I'm trying to remember which part of the interview, but when I re-listened to it, I was like, oh, I wonder, oh, she said she has a really long name. And when I re-listened to it, I was like, I wonder what her really long name is. I should have asked that. So it's really not being afraid to jump in and put yourself in the seat of the listener and say, oh, I want to know that. And hopefully they'll answer the question for all of us. You know, um, so I do have podcast regret. Uh -huh. Those questions that I didn't ask. Yeah. Maybe that should be a follow-up blog, like yeah. the questions I didn't ask. Right. What do you wish that you had but said? But I, I think because also you're doing it remotely, right? You're, yes. you're not sitting with her. No. When you have eye contact with somebody, yeah. you can signal to them, like, I want to interrupt okay? you. Or, yeah. you know, and, and so it's, I'm a little more respectful of not interrupting or, right. or scared to a little bit. Well, I think that's it too, is my advice to myself would be, you know, you're a bold person, like you said, in real life, IRL. Um, but so in that podcast mode, it's more about just be, you know, be bold. Go, you got to sometimes go out of your own comfort zone, like flex your muscles and not be afraid. It's not to offend somebody, but I think you, you are doing the asking on behalf of the listener. So you totally. have to really sort of have the listener's best interest in mind. And I think those are the things that as both of us develop our podcasting muscles, we'll get better at. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what Atlanta, do you want to ask America's me? Yeah, I, know. I know. I know. Here we are. So, Welcome to the IMAX showroom. Thank so you. So for those of you yes. listening, I'll give you the visual. You walk in. The mart is three buildings long. I posted on social this morning, but it looks like hamster tunnels that you have to walk it through does. to find your way through a maze into the right showroom. And then you get here. 
and there's some giant posters of my face. So yeah, thank God I wear good wigs because I look you know cute in these pictures. And we're sitting right now in our vignette that um, is our new collection, our first collection for IMAX that we're calling Voluminous Nature. Voluminous Nature? Voluminous Nature. So Jane and I right now are engulfed in the Stacey Garcia vignette, flanked by beautiful blue walls that have our wall coverings from York that are launching right now under the Stacey Garcia home brand. So those should be at Sherwin-Williams stores and Ben Moore stores and through Interior Designers. It looks and, like um, a grass cloth. It looks like a fabulous grass cloth, but it's not. What it is is an embossed vinyl. So it's um, a heavy-duty, high-performance, made for the way people live with their kids and their guests and their dogs. And is it contract grade as well? It's a contract grade, but it's really being sold uh, for residential for resident, end use. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it has great texture. It really it elevates a space. Yeah. And and yeah. So, beautiful. Yeah. So it was a really nice backdrop mm -hmm. for the the new accessories collection that we're putting out into the market. So when did you start working with IMAX? Like what the planning phase for this? Yeah. This has been um, close to a year in the making, uh, which is basically when people ask how long does it take to do a collection, I I jokingly say it's no less than it takes to birth a human baby. Mm -hmm. um, so it's usually a minimum of nine months, uh, and that's on a quick end. So this was about a year signing contracts and then really getting to work on trends, which is how our company works. So we're really spend a lot of time and energy looking at trends in the market. We travel to international trade shows, do report backs. Um, I myself am a chairholder of a group called Color Marketing Group. So we do a lot of roundtable discussions and forecasting and our team members attend and just talk about what's happening in the market, what materials are being used. How helpful is that when you're going to come out with a Line. That's the um, hope. And you know, listen, I wish I could tell you we had a crystal ball and that everything was always a massive success, but I'd be a huge fat liar. So, you but know, you, sometimes token. you take risk and, you know, you're a little ahead of the market or it just doesn't, you know, quite sizzle the way you thought. And, you know, the goal for us is really to try, it's like anything else, there's an 80-20 rule, right? 20% mm. of our products are what make up probably the mass of our sales and then the 80% is there because you want to be creative and innovative and come up with cool stuff and sometimes it gets adopted and sometimes it's... We move on to the next collection, but um, so far the feedback on this one's been really positive, not only from the designers who have previewed it here at market, but also from the reps who call on retail. Like they really know what right. their retailers are going to respond to, and ultimately they respond to what the consumer is going to want. Sure. So this has been getting very a lot of thumbs up from that group who's going, yeah, we could sell this. Like this is something that whether you're in Kentucky or the Florida Keys, you know, they, they felt was usable because it is that T word. It's transitional enough. It's it's a nice connector um, for what the looks are in the marketplace, but what consumers are comfortable surrounding themselves with. Well, there's a really lovely organic modern um, yes. vibe in here. Now, I when I came in, I asked somebody here about, you know, I said, so, um, what am I going to see here today? And they said, you're going to see one, her first of three collections yes. coming out, and the rest will be launched in High Point. Right. So Voluminous Nature, why did you come out with this one first? Yeah, so Voluminous Nature was a huge trend that we're seeing overarching, and that's a trend toward wellness, toward people really wanting to surround themselves with pieces that make them feel good. They're creating spaces that are calming. You know, I think our lives as people, it's gotten busier, it's gotten more stressful. We're surrounded and bombarded by too much information. Um, 
And so I think there's a huge trend not only toward residential interior space, but we see it in the workplace too. So sort of calming design. So this was a trend that we felt was just really important to come out with. And the idea of biomimicry, of bringing the outdoors in, creating organic shapes and things that really felt comfortable to surround yourself with, but really have interest. So it's visual texture. What I was going to say, so when I'm looking at, I'm looking at beautiful curves and organic shapes and hammered surfaces, Yeah. a lot of reflection, piercings, which whenever I see a product, there's a beautiful lamp base um, with a... What would you call this shape? It's it's almost like the shape itself is sort of a yeah, like an onion or a gourd shape. Uh And then, like you said, we pierced it, so it almost looks like a bone structure or cellular structure. And it's done in a matte white ceramic. It's I think it's one of the standout pieces in the group. It's it's great. Whenever what I love about piercings and there's a few other sculptures and vases that have this is that when the sun comes in and you know here we are talking about biomimicry, biophilia, but the sun comes in and then you get these amazing shadows and it's like the bonus that it you, is. you know? It's gorgeous. And then, and then with glass, um, yeah. and then when the light shines through glass, it's just, there you have this beautiful spot of color. Right. And know? this was fun. These were pieces actually that we sketched out of our studio, but they were inspired by balloons. So it was like the idea of the shape that the balloons would make. Mm-hmm. And so they're really organic. They're really beautiful. And, and I think this was also just, it, it's so fun when you get to see your concept come to reality yes. and the first round hits and you go, wow, the shapes are just really, it's different. It's a vase, you know, it's a functional piece, but it has a beautiful striation of color. And then the bringing color back into the home, but doing it in a way that's, you know, inspired by trees and florals and fauna and also the sky and the water. My conversation with Stacy was actually quite a bit longer. We talked about Paris, food and more, but my phone stopped recording halfway through and um, I was so bummed and Stacy was totally cool about it. So thank you, Stacy. Alrighty, um, last bit. While at the shows, I always take advantage of the educational sessions, and in Atlanta, I attended a really fabulous talk called What's Your Worth, and it starred Corey Damon Jenkins. I say starred because it was like a one-man play. Um, It was very dramatic. He started speaking in the third person, recounting a tale of a young designer's nightmare client and the lessons learned from that experience. And of course, we found out that it was Corey himself that went through this um, horrific uh, job. Anyway, in his talk, Corey outlined six ways to determine your worth as a creative service provider. And I wanted to share those with you because I think they're really great. So number one, he said, check the quality of your emotional enamel. By this, he means toughen up, don't live in comparison, don't fall into the trap of being your own worst enemy. Profitability is a mindset and it starts from within. Number two, be strategic in client selection. Not all clients are good clients and you have to watch for warning signs. Are they rude, disrespectful, condescending to you, to their husband, to their wife or anyone else? Corey said, the time spent on a bad client is blocking the pathway for someone else more worthy. Number three, ensure that you have a solid contract. And you know, this sounds like, oh, duh, but really, 
Um, is your letter of agreement thoroughly detailed and articulated? Has an attorney reviewed it? Have you thought about things like texting limits and detailing freight charges and storage fees? So um, that was uh, his suggestions for a solid contract. Number four, prepare your client with realistic expectations. Corey suggests under promising and over delivering. Number five, use savvy management tools that protect you. So for example, Corey said that to prevent reverse image search, he and his team gently manipulate product images. They flip them and they stretch them ever so slightly so that they can't be searched. Number six, know how and when to charge. How is tied to things like where do you live? Because certain areas of the country demand higher prices. They're more expensive to live in. Um, also, how many years experience do you have? You know, that's uh, commensurate with charging. What is your level of education? Corey said that being published ups your value, as does winning awards. And as to when to charge, um, he prefers setting a design fee rather than charging by the hour, which he says can get a little bit messy. If a client asks to speed up the process, collect all outstanding design fees before the install. Also, he says, be as transparent as possible without giving your client leverage to pull your contract apart. I love Corey's conviction about his career and his worth. As an interior designer, he says, you owe me for what I bring to your lifestyle. That's pretty strong. All right, I'm out of breath and time. So thanks for listening. Next week, my team and I will be discussing some of the best products that we saw at the markets. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Said. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.